Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Please be seated. I love you, church. You know, from the prayer, pre-service prayer, prayer before the church service, prayer when Pastor Ted and Sovey prayed, and from the worship team, the song they've chosen is already my message. They shows that there is a unity of faith in this place. God is speaking through every avenue that he can choose. You know, God starts speaking to us in the pre-service prayer. God starts speaking, speaking to us in the worship songs. Sometime last year, um, somebody did a research, a survey on what happened in 2000, in the year 2020, when the pandemic struck. And somebody did a survey about how Australian responded to the pandemic. 47% started to, talk, uh, to start talking about mortality, like death. Another 47% talk about meaning in life. 30% talk about God. There was and there is a portion of fear, but there also there is a growing portion of connection that people are looking for. Connect to a relationship to God, to, to life, basically. We are, we are human beings. We can be hit with fear, yes? Christian or non-Christian. The difference is the Christian has a refuge to go to, the fortress to go to, right? Yeah. Like we can dwell in the secret place of the Most High, high God. And the perfect love of God will cast out all fear. So fear hanging in the air are not from the Christians. Who holds the fear and who holds, who delivers the fear? Can I have the slide, please? And we'll see from the temptations that God allowed Satan to tempt Jesus Christ. Matthew, temptation is to provoke somebody to sin. God doesn't tempt us. Devil tempts us. God tests us in a way that to promote us to another avenue, to another level of faith, to a greater knowledge, to a greater blessing. But temptation is to bring you all the way down to sin. So temptation is to provoke somebody to sin or a trial that the man has a free choice of being faithful or unfaithful. That's temptation. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 9 says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Devil has no power, no authority to tempt Jesus Christ unless Jesus Christ has given the permission. He has no power, no authority to tempt Christ. But he was, he was given the permission to tempt Jesus Christ. So after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry. And the tempter, the devil came, the Satan came and said to Jesus Christ, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. 
And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. If I were to be having fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and you give me, and you say, Victor, I got a very good book for you to read in the Bible. You're not tempting me. But you say, Victor, I'm going to bring you this Croatian restaurant in Williamstown. I will follow you. <laughs> yes, I will follow you. <laughs> now, this is a very good match. You are hungry, I give you bread. But the wrong thing that, that the tempter did was he did not Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he didn't know the faithfulness of Christ. He didn't know the Christian has the Word of God. And Jesus said, it is written, bread is not the priority. The Word of God is the priority. You can have good bread and no life. So what? You can even eat, you can even digest. Second temptation. This is where God exposed the devil. Then the devil took Jesus to the holy place and set him on the pinnacle of the of temple and said to Jesus, If, again, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. It is written, is that true? He is following Jesus. He is quoting the word of Jesus. He is imitating. It's for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, and on your hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, again it is written, you shall not put the word of God to test. I want you to, I want you to see how God exposed the fear of Satan in these few verses. And the lie of Satan. For verse 6, and he said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. It was not in the Bible. The devil quoted Psalm 91, verses 1, 11 to 12. Right? For it is written, so it is not written, you throw yourself down. That is a lie. Second thing, he commanded his angel concern you. That is half true, because the second part of the verse says, to guard you in all your ways, in Psalm 91, verses 11 to 12. And that was cut off by Satan. For his own benefit, he wanted to focus on you throw yourself down and the angel will catch you. Right? So he cut off because this is uh, God saying to, to uh, this is uh, the Satan quoted and said, he cut off this second part of the verse to guard you in all your ways and your hands to obey you up unless you strike your foot against a stone. Satan cut off the verse just to to try to achieve his own lies. Because here God says he got you in all the ways, not only one way. He cut that part on all the ways to make sure that Jesus only descends to one way. Just throw yourself down and jump and the angels will catch you. Right? Second thing, if you read this from the Psalm, Psalm 91 verses 9 to 10, that is before, before this verse that the Satan took. Actually, Psalm did not say you throw yourself down. Psalm 91, the, verse, the verses before that says, because you have the Lord your God, your dwelling place, the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall, allow, shall be allowed to be for you, nor plague come near you, near your tent. God did not say throw yourself down. 
But Jesus said, uh, the, the devil said, throw yourself down, and then the angel will catch you. I remember many years ago when I was first year as, as a pastor, I was asked to visit a young man who was probably 19 years old, 20 years old, uh, in the hospital in Singapore, and I went to see him. The first thing that he did to me when he shook hands with me, I, I took out my hand, I wanted to shake hands with him. He said, I'm a child of Satan. I'm a son of Satan, he told me. I also didn't give him my name. I just said, I'm a child of God. <laughs> so after a long negotiation, he has to listen to my prayer. And after a long negotiation, he has to cut down all the, all the words that I wanted to say in the prayer until I finally... Only one sentence, God forgive me for what I've done. And he said it. Next day, when I went to see him, he said, Victor, after you left, the devil was sitting next to me, but this time he never touched me. And his, his, his idea was, his idea when he said he was the son of Satan was, he told me God loves him. Because God loves him, God loves his friend. He's going to kill his friends, and then he'll jump down from the 24th story. Almost the same idea as what Satan suggested for Jesus to do. Just dumb down. Now, what is God saying to us? How does God expose this whole uh, scheme or character of, of Satan? Let's continue to third temptation. Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. Again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth of the world and their glory. And Satan said to, to Jesus, All these I will give it to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Look at second temptation and the third temptation. It doesn't match. Second temptation, when Jesus was standing in the holy city, the Son of God standing in the holy city, the presence of God was there, the holy place was there. This Satan did not offer worship. It should have, Satan should have offered him worship, right? If I give you the world, right, you give me this temple. Because Satan liked to be worshipped. Yes, but Satan did not offer him worship. Why? Satan wanted his life. Satan wanted Jesus. Like, you jump down and you die. The language is also wrong. He quoted Psalm 91. Not only the, the verses he cut off, not only he twisted the word of God, not only he said it is written, it is never written to ask Jesus to come down. He actually twisted the whole focus of the conversation. Psalm 91, verses 11 to 12. Even Psalm 91 is actually God talking to us, the children, not to the Son of God. The Creator talked to the creation. Yes, it is not talking to, it's not God talking to Jesus Christ, it's God talking to you and me that God is going to protect us from, from, from plague, from COVID-19. But he twisted to the language of the creator talking to the creation, the creator, God himself talking to Jesus Christ, treating Jesus Christ as the creation. You understand? But that is a long language. So what is God showing us here? God showing us, what God is showing us is that Satan 
all that Satan wanted to do is that you have in the temple, in the temple, in the holy place, in the temple of the Holy Spirit, you have a dead God, a created God, an idol. That's what Satan wanted to us. Satan wants an idol within you, a created God. A God, a God who has a human language. You know, we like to quote uh, a, a saying of big men, you know, poet, politician, intelligent man. But those are human words that does not give you life and health to your whole body. We like to quote this. When I first became a Christian, I used to buy those little cards from, from a Bible shop. They have one part, the verses from the Bible, the other part, the saying of some great man in the world. And I look at it, I said, this is not right. You can't compare the word of Jesus Christ, a living word, with a dead word, dead word, dead word, living word, dead man's word. And this is what the devil wants to do. That you keep in your heart the dead words, not the living word from the living God. A dead words from the idol. That's why in the temple, he wanted the, he wanted the death. That is the place for worship, but he wanted the dead God. It is not from God, so his, 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 his temptation doesn't match. Can I have the next one, please? Now, let's see how we are not, we are so fearful, we are so fearful of the world, that the world is going to tame our children. Right? But Satan did not use the word to tame Jesus when he is in the holy place, when he is recognized as the Son of God, and he is the Son of God. He did not use the word, to, he did not use the, 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 the word to tame him. Our challenge is not the world. Our challenge is whether you have a living God inside your heart. That is our challenge. It's not the world. We are so fearful of the world. We, we, uh, you know, all the time we're saying that we cannot do this, we cannot do that. But that is secondary. What is primary is do you have the living God in your heart giving you the living word, bleeding you to life and health to your whole body and to salvation? There is a challenge. There is the fear that God exposed the devil in the second temptation. And you see the character of Satan. He imitated Jesus Christ by, he said, it is written, it is never written, that he could jump. He twisted the word of God to ask Jesus to jump down. Right? He twisted the word to God to, for his own benefits, to direct his own uh, to focus on his own idea. But that is not from God. And we get it all the time. So the fear in the air is not for Christians. These Christians have the perfect love of God that cast out of fear. The fear from the, from the air is Satan, who is full of fear. His fear is that you have a living God inside you. That is his fear. So the world is not our challenge. Not the primary challenge we have. Our challenge is whether we have Jesus Christ in our hearts. Look at what, what God said, what Jesus said to, to, when he prayed to God and to the Father. He talked to the Father. I do not ask that you take them out, take people like us out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. The world and the evil can be separated. 
We can live in the world yet of, yet of not of the world. We can, it can be separated. Right? Yes? We can separate the evil from the world by the truth of God. And sanctify them, which means set them free from the guilt of sin. Sanctify us in truth, in the truth. The word is the truth. The word of God is right and all his work is done in truth. Right? The word and the truth. The word of God and the truth are same, and the words are the same. Okay? And then he said, as you send, send as he told the Father, as you send me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So God, the world is not the challenge that we have to face and so worry about. Because God sent us into the world. Right? The challenge is we have Jesus Christ in our hearts or not. John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. We are the overcomer. We are the overcomer. We don't live by circumstances. We don't live by statistics of pandemic. We live in the life of Christ. We, are not, we don't live by fear. Yes, we have fear. We are human. We have feeling. But the perfect love of God casts out all fear. We are focused is on, do we have Jesus Christ in my heart? And this is the victory that overcomes the world, your faith. Our faith in the Lord that overcomes the world. And we can still live in the world. Of course, God sent us to the world. We live in the world. Right? So I, when my, our, 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 our challenge is that not, we, we must look into our children's welfare, of course, we must, we care for their well-being, of course, we care for our unsaved one, of course, but our challenge is do they have Christ in their hearts? That is our challenge, not the world. The world, if you have God in your heart and with faith in Christ, you overcome the world. Yep. Next, please. Okay, now let's talk nearer to home, our own body. Our own body, they were so worried about COVID-19, vaccine, diseases, sicknesses. You know? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, who is Jesus Christ, became a life-giving spirit. When God created us, when God created Adam and Eve from the dust, God breathed his life, breath of life into Adam. Bible says he became a living soul, yes? If I blow a balloon with my breath into the balloon and I give you the balloon, you can have my breath but you, you don't have me in the party. Yes? Am I right? But when we became a Christian, when we, we, we are born again into the kingdom of God, right? It is, when, before we are born into the kingdom of God, it is the breath of life. Yes? God created us and he breathed his life, his breath into us. We have the breath of life. Once you are born again, you, you don't have the breath of life, you have life himself. The fullness of Christ is within you. You have the fullness of Christ within you. 
regardless of pandemic, regardless of whatever you, that you fear. Right? Next, please. Can I have the next one, please? And this is the greatest fear that Satan has. Satan has a lot of fear. That's why he manifests. That's why he always institutes fear, because he's full of fear. This is the greatest fear that Satan has. It's not just he can't handle the Son of God. He can't even handle us. You know Satan can't handle you? We always think that Satan can handle He can't handle us. He has a lot of fear. That's what God exposed him. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. Satan cannot lie to me anymore. Because I have been crucified with Christ. Who am I? Christ in me. He can lie to Christ. It is no longer that I live, but Christ lives who lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the greatest fear that Satan has. I am being crucified with Christ. No longer I live. He can't lie to me. He can't. Have you ever noticed that somebody quote verses to you and you think this is not from God? Yes? Somebody cut off, snip here, snip there and give you a verse and challenge you? If you are a pastor, do this. If you are, why don't you eat this snake? You are a pastor. <laughs> right? <laughs> why don't you do this? You are a pastor. Why don't you do this if you are a Christian? And we know this is not from God. Yes? Yes? And that is the greatest fear. Because you've got a living word inside you. You've got a living God inside you. You don't have an idol inside you. You don't have the man of, word of the man of God, man, word of a dead man inside you. You've got the word of the living God. That's why he cannot lie to you. So what is his next step? If he can't lie to you, he give you fear. Because that is all he has. He manifests fear. Because he is full of fear. The fear hanging in the air is from him. Not from you and me, because we have the perfect love of Jesus Christ that cuts out all fear. Why don't we read this together? Just establish it in our own hearts. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For those who are listening on, on, on YouTube, if you have not known Christ, if your life has been threatened with so many fear, so much fear, and you live in fear, you don't know where the fear comes from. I can tell you today, the fear comes from the devil, and you can get out of it. You can get out of the fear. You can live a life of truth. It is your choice. If you are listening on video now, say this prayer. Let us pray together. I want you to live a life of victory. I want you to live a life of truth for your sake, for the sake of your spouses, for the sake of your family, your children, for the sake of your grandchildren. You don't have to live in fear. Say this prayer after me. Father God, I believe 
Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. God, forgive all my sins. I ask Lord Jesus Christ to come to my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I commit my life to you. I choose to receive from you life and blessing. I reject curse and death in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue. Next one, please. Now we know that we know that now it is not the breath of life that you live on. It is the life himself, Jesus Christ himself, inside you. Okay? Not only that, this is another fear that the devil is so worrying about. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Stop there. May grace, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why they, Satan wanted Jesus Christ to jump down so that you don't have the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. You don't have. All you remember, he's a dead God. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted you to continue to live on the tree of the good, the knowledge of the good and evil. That you, you, have, you are either of yourself or you have either in your own heart. But God can multiply his grace and peace to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. I would love to encourage you to every day ask for the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. That he will multiply his grace and peace to your own life. Let's continue. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. All things pertain to life and godliness. The things for your liver, the things for your heart, the things for your stomach, the things for your backache, the things for, 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 for cancer. He said he granted all things that pertain to life. And godliness, diseases want to kill life. But God said, I give you all things that pertain to life and godliness. But it only takes one word, faith and belief. To move your body, to move parts of the body that you can't move. Through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Through the knowledge of Him. That's why the devil wanted to kill that knowledge, kill the man, kill the knowledge. But we have a living God, amen? And His name is Jesus Christ, our Lord. By which He has granted us His precious and very great promises, so that through them, through all these promises, every promise under heaven and earth that God has given is working within your body. He says so, that you may partake of the divine nature of God. Your liver partakes of the divine nature of God. Your heart partakes of the divine nature of God. Your kidney partakes of the divine nature of God. Your eyes partake of the divine nature of God. Your tongue partakes of the divine nature of God. Every system in your body 
works because of the life of Jesus Christ and that every part of the body partake of the divine nature. What is the divine nature of God? That you can escape the corruption that is in the world because of sinful nature. All sin has been forgiven. The blood of the Lamb of God cleanses us continuously from all sins, right? Including the sins of transgressions and, 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 and uh, uh, what do you call it? I forgot the word now. But anyway, transgressions, right? And iniquities. All sins have been forgiven. Now the body is ready for the truth of God to work inside you. Yes, the life of God goes through your bloodstream, to your liver, to your lungs, to your kidneys, to every cell, every molecule that carries the image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. Yes? Bible says that we are created in the image and the likeness of God, but we are pre- God predestined us to be conformed to the image and the likeness of the Son of God. When we receive Jesus Christ, we carry the image of the Son of God. So every part of your body carries the image of the Son of God. Every part of your body functions according to the life of Christ. Yes? Every part of your body, because he, he said, He is our all in all who fills us all in all. Every part of your body is filled with the glory of God, with the presence of God inside you, the power of God, the authority of God. It only takes one belief, one word, faith. We, we, we find it hard to believe because we are input, with, we, we have been receiving input from so many you know, medical, science and all sorts, you know, tradition. But this is what is going on in our body every day. Every day in our body, we partake of the divine nature. What is the divine nature of God? His image and His likeness. His power, His authority. His way and His thought and His, his, his word. Every part. Partake of the divine nature of God. There is no one part of the body that is driven by the devil. Because God said he fills us all in all. He is our all in all. He fills us all in all. Every part of our body, soul, and spirit. So we are actually a, 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 a spiritual being function according to the word of God. According to the life of Jesus Christ. That's how powerful we are as a believer in Christ. You partake human being partake of the divine nature of God? Who can think of that? How to comprehend it? But you break down into tonight, go home, lie down, think of your body where the life of Christ is, where the image of God is, where the power of God flows through your body. If there is a pen, look at it and say, God, I thank you. The power of the life of Christ is now. Has now handling this portion of my body that brings life and health to my whole body. The whole purpose of the Word of God that goes into your body is to bring life and health to your whole body. So I will encourage you every day to pray that you, God give you that Word that brings life and health to your whole body. We all want healing, of course. We all ask God for healing. But bear in mind that God says, He is the, the vine, we are the branch. Right? 
The branch can only bear fruit because of the vine. We want healing here, but he said, no, the fruit will only come from the vine. What is the vine? The vine is the life of Christ. What is the life of Christ? The word of God. Pray out of the word of God. That is where the branch bear fruit. Don't pray out of your desire. Pray out of the word of God. Let your bear fruit. Your desire come from the fruits that come out from the branch. So the word of God is important. Okay? Let's continue. Now, this is another one. This is, this is even closer to home. This is, this is where it is at the moment. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26. Then the Lord said, God says, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let us make man in our image and likeness. But let them, let who? Let the people that he has created, you and me, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on this earth. Can you tell me where is COVID-19? Can you tell me where, is, where are the vaccines? Can you tell me where are the diseases? Does it cover? If it doesn't cover, if somebody argue with me, it doesn't cover under every creeping thing. It covers under all the earth. It's included. We are created in the image and the likeness of God. Now we are in the, in, in the image and the likeness of the Son of God, even more powerful in the sense that we are not carrying the breath of life, we're carrying life itself. We take dominion over sicknesses. That's what we are created for. We take dominion over COVID-19. That's your holy soul and spirit has the authority and the power of the living God or image and the likeness of the Son of God. They take dominion over sicknesses. Carry on. Genesis 9 verse 2. The fear and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, every bird, upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on this earth, everything that creeps on this earth, and all the fish of the sea into your hands they are delivered. They are created, COVID-19, sicknesses, they are created to fear the image of God. But the devil has twisted around that you fear the diseases and the sicknesses and COVID-19 and vaccine. Nothing in the creation is created to take dominion over the image and the likeness of the Son of God. Nothing. So where is our stand? Where is the truth? The truth is, we have dominion over them. They also fear us. But the devil turned it around and we fear them, right? I'm not saying that you can't take precaution. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that you cannot take masks. I'm not saying that you, you cannot distance yourself. Right? But whatever you do, we know our truth is we take dominion over them. That is the divine order God has created for us in relation to the creation. There's a divine order. It cannot be upset. It cannot be turned around. But the fear, may make, the fear will help you to turn around, to think the other way. Yep. Next one, please. To summarize it, this is the greatest fear the devil has. In Christ Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. In Christ Jesus, who lives inside you, his life is invisible to you, 
that become the light, that become the something that is visible out of your life. The light, visible. The testimony of Jesus Christ in your life. It is not just the life, it's not just within your body, soul and spirit, but also your life in your journey to eternity. Yes? Inside you, He heals you. Outside you, He grants you favour, grants you wisdom. Yes? You go for business deal, God grants you wisdom. You go for interview, God grants you wisdom. Right? You drive, God grants you journey mercy. Right? You feel weak, God grants you strength. Outside your body, in your whole life journey. In you, in Christ Jesus, his life, his life, his fullness of Christ, the glorious riches of Jesus Christ within him, inside you, you live in him. So out of glorious riches in Christ Jesus, come out the light which is reflecting of the life of Christ, the power and authority of Christ that become the light within you. Tell me where is darkness in your body? Nothing. Because he fills you all in all. His light fills you all in all. And the the, the light comes out from his life, right? His his life is your light that fills your all in all in the body. Can you imagine that? So it's not just body, soul and spirit, we, we pray so much about it, but in your daily walk with the Lord, his life manifests into tangible form. Invisibility becomes visible. In Luke chapter 8, verses 42 to 48, the woman with the issue of blood. Yes? The moment she touched the garment of Christ, what happened? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, power flow out of him. So outside, when you need healing, the, the, the life of Christ inside you when you have the Word of God that brings life and health to your whole body, right? If you believe in it, right, you will bear fruit. Yes, this is a branch, you will bear fruit. The power of God, flow out of the Word of God, brings healing. Yes? Mark chapter 10, verses 45 to 52. The blind man. This blind man was born blind, right? He called Jesus Christ, the son of David. The son of David. And Jesus opened his eyes. You know why he called Jesus Christ the son of David? Life invisible become his light. God opened his eyes, he see Jesus Christ. Because the son of David, in the book of, of, of Revelation, in the, the, Jesus Christ, the church of the, the God of the church of, of Philadelphia, Right, Bible says, He is the Holy One, He is the True One, He is the One who holds the key of David. He who opens, no one shuts. He who shuts, no one opens. He, he called out, the blind man called out, Son of David. He knows. When Jesus opened his eyes, no disease can shut his eyes anymore. No curses can shut his eyes anymore. Yes? Son of David, because he holds the key of David. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22, the woman's daughter, with this woman has a daughter who is demon-possessed. She also called up, son of David. Because Jesus Christ holds the key. 
Open the door, demon, demon get out. Close the door, demon cannot come in anymore for the rest of our life. The life of Christ becomes the light, the visible. The visible, the tangible, healing, restoration, opening blind eyes, cast out demons. It's all in the life of Christ within you and all summarized in word with one word, our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm finishing. Sorry. Oh, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. Um, let's, let's continue. The last one. I want to encourage you to every day pray this for your family, pray this for your children. And this is where the devil cannot even touch you because he knows every day you are filled with the fullness of Christ. And book of Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I, this is what Paul wrote. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father for whom every family in, the heaven, in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he, has, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through your Holy Spirit in your inner, me, inner, inner being. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, the length, the, the breadth, the length and the height and depth, and to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of Christ. God has to ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen our inner being, inner being, and before Jesus Christ and fill us with the fullness of Christ. Why? Because we receive so much input every day, and the devil is trying to get in today where he can plant some fear inside you that twists the word of God. So the truth that we hold inside us is so important that we say, God, today you strengthen my inner man and fill my family, my children with the fullness of Christ. That's where you all, your children can overcome the world. And you don't have to fear so much that when they mix around with somebody and whether well, they can make decision, right decision. If he has the fullness of Christ within him, he has the wisdom of God to make decision, even though when you're not around. Am I right? Let us pray. Father, we, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, Lord, that for the image and the likeness of the Son of God that we carry every part of our body, soul, and spirit. We thank you that every part of our body, soul, and spirit partake of the divine nature of God. We say, God, today, fill every one of us with the fullness of Christ inside us and all our children and grandchildren, that the devil cannot deceive them. We acknowledge that we overcome the world. Our children, our grandchildren overcome the world by the, by the truth of Christ and our faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. For those who are celebrating Chinese New Year, Happy New Year. <laughs>